yo, 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 you already know what it is. We are in season three, King and Queen Talk, episode one, Chasing Love. And I got here with me two of the cast members of Chasing L.A., and along with the producer himself, Mr. Q. So I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Just a quick little intro about you guys, and then we'll go ahead and get started with the questions. I guess I'll jump in first. What's going on, everybody? My name is Q Quentin T. Harris. I am the EP and producer, creator of um, Chasing LA. Chasing yes, sir. Reality. And I am so excited and nervous. It's going to be a good one. This, this is definitely going to be different right now. I excited and nervous to be here with, you know, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but I just have to say their names, but then I'm going to let them do they want to. Ah. The Poetic and the Queen herself, mm. Nicole Ray. Bra, 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 bra. Here I'm going to throw it to Poetic. Poetic, introduce yourself. Well, I'm going to let a lady go first. Come on, Queen. Uh-oh. Come on, well, queen. you know who it is. It's Nicole Ray here, honey, the most hated on Chasing <laughs> L.A., honey. You know, hairstylist extraordinaire, honey, salon owner, business mogul, party planner, party girl, mm. hoochie girl, whatever y'all want to call me, honey. What's going on? Can we get a round of applause? Can we get a round of applause right there? Yes, What's up, y'all? It's Peace of the Ass, Poetic Soldier, actor, artist, been out in these streets grinding for so long. You know what I'm saying? Y'all already know who it is. Let me help him out. Let me help a man out. <laughs> yeah, it takes a woman to get the man together. She always, oh, she always, trying, to, she always trying to get me right. See, here we go. Already, 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 already start. I, already. Talk, I thought we rehearsed this, right? Because we be rehearsing skits and shit. Right? Oh, okay, my bad. Okay, okay right. you got yeah, it. My bad. Oh, uh oh. Okay. Where's the shade bomb? Where's the shade? Engineer, what's your name? Because I see we're going to have to be right here. Where's the shade bomb? Nah, definitely. Listen, I didn't even get to introduce myself real quick, you know, because it is season three, episode one. So if y'all did not know me, now you know me. What's up? What's up? My name is Ricky Baez from New York. Um, Man, this is like I said, this is a great start to season three, right? Episode one. And I just want to kick right off into it, right? This is all about deep conversations. This is all about being real, unfiltered and unedited. Yeah, but so congrats here we go. to you. Oh, thank I got you, my thank you, thank you, thank you. If y'all lie, I'm a no. <laughs> oh, no, ain't no lying on here. Congrats. And if you do, there's a reason for it, though. But we're going we gonna, to we gonna get to the bottom of that, though. Oh, here we go. Now, I need to ask y'all, we're going to start, you know, this podcast is all about love, right? Okay. okay. So I want to start with you two, right, okay. who are new to the podcast. What is love? I think love, for me, love is um, undying. It's not bias, it doesn't pick or choose, and you cannot control. So it's an energy that just is just unmovable. Mm. Okay. What you got? I'm stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> love know, stresses you out? It does. No, love definitely stresses me out. I mean, it just depends on what type of love we're talking about. But, you know, love to me is just a feeling. Like, love to me is a connection. It's a feeling. It's a vibration. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's when you know, you just know, you know That's what I mean? It. And and, you know, you it, know. and it translates across the boards, you know what I mean? Like, when you know somebody loves you or when you know you love someone, you just know. Like, and there's no one, nothing that you can say, nothing you can do. There's no way to put it into words. There's no way to put it into, like, a feeling. It's just, mm-hmm. like, when you know, you know. Okay. Now, Q, I definitely, I know we've talked about this before, but I definitely want to get your perspective again. Mm-hmm. What is love to you? Mm, love is love. 
Right. So, a word that comes, <laughs> a word that comes and goes, honey. Okay. Um. Hmm. I was over here being silly, thinking of just I just had music soul child. Yeah. yeah. Swimming okay, through okay. my head. Okay. Let me be serious. Love. What is love? Um. If it's not guaranteed. If it's see, not I just threw a little. I was going to say now. Nah, 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 I need to say. I was going to say now. You add stuff. Um. Love is love is safe. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. That's different. That was mm-hmm. right. That was definitely that's a good different. one. Yeah. Love is safe. Yeah, love is safe. Now, before we get into that, we're gonna really see if love is safe or not, right? Because we're gonna get <laughs> deep down into that. But before then, like I said, this is a cast mm-hmm. of Chasing LA, and I want to know yep. how have you guys? Well, first, I want to ask you, how did they join the cast, and how did we? You know, how did you get to the point of? Picking them for the show. Yes, that's a good goddamn <laughs> question. Let's go. And I promise I y'all, know. I know I jumped from the question, what is love? But I promise you, this is all part of the plan. No, we're here Ooh, for this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanna, the fans want to know. Let's see. So, what made me pick these two? So, these are the, yes. these are two newbies out of four. Newbies. Um, to season two of Chasing L.A. Okay. And... I knew I wanted to bring in some fresh energy. I knew I wanted to kind of switch things up from what was happening in season one. Um, season one, if you are a fan of Chasing Reality, of Chasing LA, went through um, a lot as ter- uh, in terms of... Ooh, this is the first time I've kind of talked about all of this. Uh, let's get it. Let's get it. We've been waiting here. Let's go. Let's make it high. Um, let's go. I just kind of wanted to change some things around. I knew some of my season one castmates, cast not mates, uh, cast members had needed a break. Um, I knew some of them had needed to be replaced. Um, mm, Where replaced? <laughs> Ooh, yes. I knew a few of them had needed to be replaced, and you know, went through the audition process. Everybody has to go through an audition process at yes. Chasing Reality. It doesn't matter who you are, um, and. These two incredible people stumbled upon my inbox. Now I'll start with I'll start with poetic first. <laughs> I did <knew> you <laughs> Yes, come on, poetic. I'll start with poetic first only because um I knew that there was a story there. It mm. was it was a poetic carries a different energy. Poetic carries no shade to all of any platforms, but he carries a masculine energy that we don't see a lot here on the platform. And that is a piece of the rainbow that is not showcased a lot on television. Mm. So I knew with him coming in with that energy and then second, he's hot. You know, I don't look at him in that way, but Whoop. I knew that he was going to be um, an eye catcher for the fans. I knew people, I knew he had that look. Um, and then again, he was natural. He was natural to the cameras. He he had a natural, real best friend um, who was a season one cast member. And that storyline just fell right into place. Um, and then him from him coming from reality television, I knew that he had already kind of had a piece of the light. And I wanted to work with people. My season two, I wanted to I wanted to work with people who were ready, who wanted mm. more. Who bring more? I wanted the chasing the chasing reality platform to me. I know that we showcase, you know, cultivating from start from the start position of being a boss, but I kind of wanted some bosses. Mm. I kind of wanted some people who were out there moving and shaking for real, who was reality TV ready, who was camera ready, where I didn't have to do a lot of coaching and molding and plucking. And season two, I had a point to prove. 
There we go. And so, because I love this, I needed people who love what they do and love the camera and not afraid. I don't have to do all the the things of the thing. So that was poetic story. So I knew that he was ready. Thank you. There we go. And 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 poetic dress is nice. I I don't want to have to coach you about grooming and all those things. I want to start, you know, You're doing in front all of the those camera, things. You gotta, you know, show yeah, them, he, so. he's yeah. looks nice all the time. He smells nice. He looks TV worthy. Even when <laughs> even when he's you know on his downtime today. You know, even on his downtime, you know, he you know, he still looks presentable. So mm-hmm. I, I respect him for that. Mm-hmm. Um to the queen over here. Yeah. Mm. Um I'm gonna be honest. Let's go. I'm going to be honest. Please be honest. I'm ready. Let's hear it. (laughs) I feel like I need to go live on my Instagram. Talk to the Instagram stage. I'm going to switch over in just a second when I answer. But to be honest, I was getting ready. Okay, so I am working on a few other things behind the scenes. That's a little, you got a little little teaser right there. But I was getting ready to go the route of producing a trans woman show. Uh, okay. Okay. And I was not going to cast Nicole for Chasing LA season two. And I was like, mm. she is going to be a breakout star in her own. I want her on her own thing. I want the girls to do their own things. And I could not sleep. <laughs> I think I wrote down the notes of, you know, what I wanted to do. Like, because I was already knew I wanted to do this other show. I had already, like, put her. I was like, I'm going to talk to her. I know she's going to be upset. But no, like, I wasn't shocked in the part when he just said that right now, though. Because he literally did say to me <laughs> in the audition process, he was like, if it is that you're not right for this project, I like, did. I, do, I want I her would to, like to work I wanted her to, he did say I didn't that, want her right. to be mad. Because sometimes when you no, turn people away, that, they get mad, I'm they not, block you, know, they I'm cut not, you out. Yeah, I'm not shocked in the part by that when you say that. I knew she was. I knew she was ready. I knew she was ready for something. But I wanted to. I wanted the trans girls to be in their own in their own lane. I wanted my females to not have to bicker with the males because that was a problem that I ran into season yeah. one. I didn't want males and and, and females no. physically right. getting into it. it. So I was like, I got to change that. Mm. But babe, when I tell you, I could not. I could not sleep with that decision. I rocked back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then <laughs> I think by the time I. We, we ran it past the producers. All the production team looked at it. And we were just like, hmm, but what do you think? What do you think? So we kind of played with the idea. I think I kind of brought her back for a round for the second time. And so the first time is just the audition tape. So that's just me and my thought process. The second time she brought me in, she just kind of won me over. I was like, oh, yeah, she's ready. Because she my, pro- my producers were already <laughs> in the background like, well, what if, what if, what if? Because yeah. my decision was I definitely knew I needed some masculine energy. But I did want that feminine energy, too. I wanted that feminine mm-hmm. And boss energy to come through because I know some women can keep up with with me. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so when I met Nicole, when I, well, not when I met her, but when I when I felt her energy across the screen, I could feel energy. One thing about me, I've been kind of doing this for a while outside of chasing. I used to do podcasts and radio. I I interviewed Miss Charlene before her interview blew up, before she went viral. So it's something about me. I got like a little P Diddy in me. Honestly, hey, I can spot a star. On, I, can, <laughs> I can spot. A, I can spot a star. I can spot a star. I just, I just this can't be bad, boy. She literally just, just said that right before you walked in. Right before you walked in. 
Really? I we, we don't need the bad boy curse though. We I don't need uh, no, no. But I'm, I'm serious. Um, I, I when I when I met Nicole, I knew she was a boss. I knew she was ready for reality TV, and I knew she was. She has that star quality set that you know when I when when it's time to go, she gonna go. Even when it's not. Right even when I don't say go, Nicole is going. <laughs> I'm ready. She's going. So ready. to, to sum it all up, you know, yeah. she just really won me over. And with with me, if I have to go back and forth about a decision, that means that it is it's tugging on my heartstrings. And that's what she did. She definitely won me over. And I was like, you know what? She can definitely keep up keep up with this masculine energy. I need a boss in here anyway. Let's see what mm-hmm. she can do. For sure. Child, now, y'all for you guys, episodes one through five. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's crazy. If you have not listened, if you have not watched any episode, at least watch season two. Like, like just at least, at least, <laughs> you at least, <laughs> you know, started up. You know, it's still within the season, so you have enough time to catch up. Um, the next episode is on Thursday. Thursday. This yeah. next episode is on Thursday, so you definitely have enough time to catch up. But for you guys, what was that experience like auditioning and being on the other side of the camera, so to speak? Um, for me, like, so I was a fan of the show already. I was a fan of Chasing Atlanta. I watched Chasing Dallas. I did watch the first season of Chasing LA. And, you know, I, I was like, okay. And you don't know what I thought, honestly, when I watched the first season of Chasing Atlanta? Like, who are these people? Like, I, I hang out in LA all the time. I, you, you know, I have never seen any of gotcha. these people before. So I was like, well, where did they cast? I knew Jeremy. Because that was my friend, and I knew him. And so I hit him up, like, well, where did they find these other people at? Like, he was like, you know, well, they had auditions. I was like, did they? Did they post it? We definitely it? need a shade bomb. No, it's not even shade. No, honest. It's not shade. It's just like, you know, when you go out, and, you know, I was in the ballroom scene before. Mm-hmm. I've been in the club scene. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I've never seen these people before. So I was just like, well, where did they cast this group of individuals, you know what I mean? Like, I guess maybe they wanted to get people that weren't so popular, maybe were popular. Like, I didn't know what it was. So I said that to Jeremy, and he was just like, you know, well, they put auditions out. I mean, the people that applied, they applied. The people that didn't, they didn't. I was like, oh, okay. So literally, the season had went on. I didn't think about it anymore. I watched the season. Um, It was literally, like, the last day to, like, submit, like, an application. I seen it on the internet on Instagram and it was like the last day to submit an audition and I was like okay well shit I'm literally in my bathroom about to get ready for work I'm like let me answer these questions they like send a video I was like bitch I'm not about to make no video honey I literally sent a video that my videographer made from my birthday party and I was like well if they don't see who I am by this honey like oh well you sent all that footage I sent all that footage. Like, it was a whole seven-minute video from my birthday party. Extra. Like, I wasn't about, cause I was, yeah, because I wasn't about to sit here and record a video like, hi, guys, I'm Nicole. Like, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wanted them to. I was like, well, this is them seeing me in my element. Like, it was my birthday party. It was me turning up. So I was just like, you know, if they call me, they call me. If they don't, they don't. It's the last minute. They might not. Literally, probably like two days later, I got, oh, sorry, just kidding, y'all. Oop, that was me. Sorry, just kidding. Like literally, like, two days later, it was a gong. Okay. It, was. <laughs> it was literally like two days later and I got an email and they're like, we would like you to come for like a video interview, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Literally when they interviewed me, like my salon was in shambles. Mm-hmm. The ceiling was falling apart. I had a leak. My gas was off. Like I literally went in the break room at my salon, honey, and was like, let me make this. Let me go in here. Hopefully I don't hear these people banging around outside. I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> like trying to hold it all together. But literally like I, my salon was in shambles. Like I didn't have hot water for like a week. Mm. 
I'm sitting here dealing with contractors. I'm dealing with the landlord. Like, I'm dealing with all kind of people. And I'm just like, well, let me go in here and turn it on. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you just have to be able to compartmentalize certain situations. So I literally went in there and I did it. And they're like, okay, you know. The funny thing is about the audition process, they be real coy with it. They be real calm and mellow. Like, they don't let you know if they like you. They don't let you know if they hate you. They just be like, well, thank you so much. You know, we'll, we'll be in touch. <laughs> and that's on purpose, right? Of course. No, absolutely. Of course like, you yeah, don't want anybody purpose, to know if yeah. you like them. You don't want them to I, And I get it. You know, I'm just like, okay. Okay, well, that's fine. Let me get back out here and deal with this shit. So then I get an email like another two days later, and it's like, well, we would like you to come back for another thing. And I'm like, look here now, this is too many. Mm-hmm. God, I was thing. roughing with that. I was like, this sure, is too yeah. many damn gone things. Hey, so the second time around, I was at home. I was like, well, here's the thing, guys. Like, what we doing? Like, you know. So they're asking me like, well, what would you show? What would you this? Would you? I'm like, bitch, I'm gonna just show me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I literally said, I'm just gonna show me. Like, I don't believe in putting on for cameras. I don't believe in being one way on a camera, one way off a camera. I was like, I'm gonna give you guys the authentic version of me and that's just what it is because that's my version of reality tv my yeah. version of reality i agree TV i agree with is that. being your authentic that's self it. on the camera it's just basically y'all following me right because i'm not acting yeah it's not a scripted and, I think, and i think that's important that you guys just said that before i go into your story mm-hmm. right i think it's important that you said that because reality show sometimes gets a bad rep right mm-hmm. it's like oh, this is scripted yeah. this is going exactly as planned right so then it's like at this point it's like what are we watching anymore right, right? it's yeah. not reality anymore yep. so i'm glad you said that yeah mm-hmm. so i was just like okay you know i went into it i did the second thing the second audition on the video zoom we were t- chit-chatting and about two days later they emailed me like congratulations <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was like two days <laughs> and i was like well okay you know i still was like Literally, okay was like, yay like here we go like here we go you know what i mean I was like, let me see. But uh, baby, if I would have known what I know now, honey, you know. No, I'm just kidding. She's I love it. No, no, I, I enjoy it. She I'm still would have signed up. No, I, I enjoy it. I still would have signed up. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. I, I'm ready. It's whatever. Bring the smoke. Bring the hate. Bring the she love. Stay I stay ready. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the thing. Like, you know, the universe gives its toughest battles to its strongest soldiers. Mm. Told you. Say it again. Can you say it? The again? universe. I was, you okay. know, I was going to say God, but I didn't want to be too holy on here. But I'm just saying, <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Because I'm gonna talk about it. Here we go. Battles to his strongest soldiers. So yeah. if he did not think that I was built to do this, then he would not have put me here. You know mm. what I mean? Because mm. it takes a strong person mm. to deal with the comments, to deal Can with. Can we the applause screen. for the Lord? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's definitely you about to start doing a praise dance, right? Okay. No, and it's definitely a lot that goes into don't this. Take, and I think people don't. don't, don't yeah, me. I think people don't understand that it's a lot that goes into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they see us putting ourselves out there, but it's a, it's lot, a lot that goes it's into it. Now, what about you? How was how was that experience? So for me, this was the first time I no shade. I actually had to audition for something because all my previous projects I've been attached to. They kind of reached out to somebody of somebody was like, I think you'd be good for this. Da, 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 da. So, Y'all thought I was um, the diva. I was about to say so. <laughs> Y'all thought I was the diva. Now you don't even so, audition no more. So, <laughs> so, so when I auditioned, I, I gladly wanted to because I've been a fan of Chasing Reality since season one of Chasing Atlanta. Mm. That's how I've been following you for years, Q, and I told you that. I've told you that. So I just to see the natural progression of where Chasing Atlanta, Chasing Reality grew from and to where they are now is an amazing thing because I saw where they came from. So I And I love that. So um, with me, I just was like, when Chasing um, LA Season 1 sent out their audition tapes, people that I knew were all getting tagged and shit when the, from Season 1. So when I saw that, I was like, Okay, I see that. I see that. So and I ran into Andre at a party, one mm. of our mutual friends who introduced us. Who, he's like family to him. And um, 
we were there, we was partying, and he was trying to be low key. He was like, "Yo, did they did they approach you about?" <laughs> I was like, "No, nobody approached me about nothing." But I know what you're talking about. But I'm good. Like you know, I'm like I said, I am a fan of the franchise, but. I'm not about to go in there and start fighting motherfuckers. Like right, that's right, that's right. not what I'm doing. Like so, yeah, that's what the the image was of the show. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going on there to just be swinging because I'm telling you, like they listen, they go for the jugglers. So I I get it. So but then when I let it go through, I, I saw season one because when season one when season one episode one of Chasing LA came out, I I hit up uh, Andre. I sent him a DM. I said, Yo, so how you feel? The episode's out, and he was like. Man, child, I did what I had to do. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and, but then, as the season, you know, came out, I was like, you know what? I I should I should have jumped in season one. Had I jumped in season one, you know, I felt like I kind of would have created a little bit of a balance, you know, that I felt like that was needed. And that's what I said during the, my audition process was that what can I bring to this? I can feel like I can bring some sort of a balance, like right. You know, I'm like I'm you know I'm chill. I'm naturally chill. There's not a, I'm not naturally a confrontational person. Mm. But if you try me or fuck with any. Body that I'm with, I'm from up north east coast. I'm gonna give it to you how it needs to be dealt with. But like, yeah. other than that, Chill. I'm not about to sit. I'm, I, I, you know, acting. This is reality. This is our real lives. This is how I am naturally. I'm not putting on a character for y'all. Hey, remember I it's told y'all that, that everything. Listen, my mind goes like just thinks Where about you going? things Where so you going? many. Right. So I already knew one that you were going to be the last one to answer the question, <laughs> and two. And this, guys, this wasn't on purpose. It just ended up lining up like this. But I already knew this in my head, right? So this wasn't your first show. Right. And I've seen you on other shows specifically really having to deal with your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I think I would love to go more in depth, right? Because the first question you ask is, what is love? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe what you went through has affected the way you love others or maybe received love. Oh, 100%. So I would yeah. love for the, the viewers and, and, and the listeners mm-hmm. to definitely understand where that comes from. So tell me a little bit about your childhood and you growing up and how you now express or receive love. Okay. So um, I grew up in a very strict religion. I, I used the word cult because that was my experience, known as Jehovah's Witness. And I grew up with my identical twin brother, and we were raised in the care of my aunt. Mm. Uh, we were taken away from my mother and my father immediately at birth because they were both drug addicts. So I was never in the, in the care of my parents at all. And just growing up in that in that crazy religion and then growing up also in the projects, in the hood of Springfield, Massachusetts, it was, we just had so many like cars that were just not in our favor. So we just had to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, like, you don't know it then growing up. Because my aunt had all her shit that she was dealing with, and it, like, and you know, kind of came on to us. But you don't know it, it, like, growing up, like, what love really is, or anything. Like, you you come to in terms with all that, right? And with me, as I grew up, I had to to figure out exactly. It took me a long time, but it, it's to figure out exactly what love was, what it means to me, how I receive it, how I want to give it out, and I, and I went through my whole twenties. Fucking it up, <laughs> rurally, <laughs> rurally. I was a hothead. I, you know, I played around, I messed around, did a lot of bullshit. But you know, now in my early thirties, things are different. You know what I'm saying? So I and I, I moved differently from that. But growing up in that um, crazy religion and and being also in the system, we I knew that I thank God I had twin. Mm. I was like, because if I didn't have him. I don't know, you know, how much more I would be like, because he at least he was there. You know what I'm saying? I always had somebody that was there and we went through the bullshit together. So um, 
So yeah, I mean, I don't know if I answered the question, but no, no, you definitely answered the question. <laughs> but, but I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna dig deeper on that. Okay, one before sure. we even get there, though, mm-hmm. Nicole, I would love for you to tell us your story, like your upbringing. How'd you get to LA? Are you from LA? Like, mm-hmm. tell us all about that. Um, I definitely am from California. I don't live actually in Los Angeles. Like, I'm on the outskirts, probably like an hour away from Los Angeles. But I'm born and raised there. Um, you know, I did not have, I I had a great upbringing, but I saw a lot of stuff. Like, you know, it's so interesting, like how he and I connect because my dad was actually a drug addict, Mm -hmm. like my whole entire life. Like my mom was not, thank God. So she kind of tried to shield me from certain things of that nature. And so that's why when we talk about love and I say it's a feeling, it's a vibration. Like I always knew that like, if nothing else, my mom loved me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If nothing else, there was one person that was going to make sure I was okay. That was going to like, cause when I tell you, she tried to shield everything from me. And it's just kind of like, you know, kids know, you know what I mean? When there's Mm -hmm. turmoil in the house, children know. So I knew that my mom and dad, you know, were going through stuff. It wasn't necessarily like they were going through like them fussing and fighting and things of that nature. But my dad was on drugs. Like he used to steal my stuff to sell it, to, to buy drugs. You know what I mean? So people think that they know certain things about you, but they don't know. You know what I mean? Like I grew up with my mom busting her ass going to work to make sure I have the things that I needed. So that's why when people are like, oh, you're so grand and you're this and you're that. I'm like, bitch, I did not come from, I never knew that we didn't have a lot of stuff because my mom busted her ass. So that's how come I work as hard as I do. I work as hard as I do to make sure (laughs) that I have the things that I have because I'm used to having them. I this work is, as hard this is as an I independent woman, right? Here. Yeah, I work sure. as hard as I do because I'm used to my mom busting her ass for me. So it's like now that I'm grown and I'm able to bust my ass for her, there's nothing you can ever want that you're not gonna have. Period. I literally I watch. That. I literally watch my mom recycle and wear the same stuff all the time. I literally watched her never go on trips. I literally watched her never hang out and have fun. Like my mom's never been out the country until I was grown and could afford to pay for it. My mom never went on vacations. She was like the mom that was there. You know what I mean? Like she went to work and she came home. So now that she's grown, I'm grown enough to pay for certain things. And people wonder why I take my mom everywhere because she deserves it. Mm -hmm. Like she deserves it. She never got to experience those things when I was a kid. And I'm so appreciative that she was so hands on in the midst of everything that she was going through. Like to be with a man that's on drugs that will literally wait till you go to sleep and steal your checkbook and go write checks. Yeah. yeah, that will literally steal yeah. your child's Nintendo to go sell it to buy mm-hmm. drugs, and you're trying to go and buy another one so I don't notice it. Like you deserve to be everywhere where I am. If there's ever a table that the universe places me at, she's right here. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, my childhood and my growing up, it definitely made me who I am. It made me a hard worker. It made me like I never saw my mom call off sick. So I don't call off sick. There's been days. At the salon where I'm damn near dead. And I'm just like, I just don't know to call off. Like, that's just not, I wasn't raised like that. There's been days in chasing reality that I don't call. Speak like, on I've, it. I've literally been in scenes and Q was like, we got to get you home so you can rest. I can't even talk. Like, bitch, give me my tea so yes. I can save up my voice to say the things that I need to say. Because those are literally like, you know what I mean? This is just, that's all I know. If I commit to something, I'm committed to it 1,000%. So I'm so glad that I was brought up the way that I was brought up. And I saw the things that I saw. And I went through the things that I went through. Because I'll never be without shit. My mom will never be without anything. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, that's just it's just there. Like, I'm never, it's never going to be no other type of situation ever. No, oh, I love that. Hey, yeah. shout out to the moms out there. Yeah, that yeah, show quite, us quite, quite, all yeah. this love and appreciation to their kids. Now, 
I got to get back right. I said I did my homework, right? Okay. So my homework. What's up? I do know that your father had a lot to do with that. The absence of mm-hmm. your father had mm-hmm. a lot to do with a lot of maybe the struggles or the anger in which you deal with sometimes or have in the past, right? Let me let me stop you right there. <laughs> so the power of reality TV. I'm a cast member. I'm the star of the show, but I don't have no control over editing and things like that. So they want they gave us a two part special, mm. but they wanted a specific story to tell. Ooh, okay. So they like expose I was like, it, poetic, I said po- please expose it. I said please. Can I bring my sister on? Like because I was like my sister is the matriarch of all. She's the whole essence of who I am today. Like everything. I was like can 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 we speak to her? Oh no, we just want to focus on the sons and the father. Da da da. And then even the way they, there was the. There was a scene in particular that pissed me off the most with episode two of our, our two part where I was bawling, crying tears like, nigga, you weren't there to protect me. You weren't there to protect. You weren't there for me. And I revealed that I was sexually molested when I was like eight, nine years old. And they cut my whole story out mm. and made it seem like, oh, you weren't there for me. And then he got up. Oh, I didn't know. And then he gave me a hug. That's not what I was talking about. So they... Pushed a narrative mm. that it was all about, oh, um, you know, my dad wasn't there and, and, and the three sons that were left, we were abandoned and victims. Nigga, th- I lost all my major players in the 90s. All the people that I gave a fuck about that were there for me. My mother, my nana, he was a ghost my entire life. So he wasn't a main focus of my everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it w- we were thrown in a bullshit ass situation. We did not pick it. It was what it was. But I'm very proud of where I am today. But it definitely wasn't off the street. Now let me hey, let me, wow. let me <laughs> never. That's crazy. Right. I never knew that. No, that that's crazy. And I, I definitely want to give you the chance because they didn't yeah. give you the chance. Yeah. Tell us that story. And that was the main reason why I joined Chasing Reality, Chasing oh, LA. I was gonna, two, I was, because okay, I wanted okay. to tell my story my way. I, I, I want to yeah. obviously mm-hmm. you know consolidate it, but I would definitely yeah. would love to hear that just because yeah. I connect with it, right? And, and mm-hmm. those. Viewers that maybe didn't listen to last season, mm-hmm. uh, I shared, and that was the first time I've ever shared it to anybody, mm-hmm. that as a heterosexual man, there, there, there are times where we become very scared to share things like that of that course. happen to us, right? Of course. And I myself, for years, probably from, I would say, seven to about 11, I was molested. Oh, my God. And... By far one of the toughest things I've ever had to go through besides mm-hmm. the fact, you know, my dad and that was the clip, mm-hmm. the teaser of him kind of just leaving me and mm-hmm. never talking to me again. Uh, but that was one of the toughest points of my life, because at the time, yes, you know, from the outside, people was looking at me like, oh, you have a great life, you mm-hmm. know, because I, yeah. I did live in a house. I was in yeah. upstate. New- so when I say New York is not the city, I'm upstate New York, yeah. right? Uh, Albany, Boston spots to be to be uh, specific uh-huh. and. 18 acres, beautiful mm-hmm. home. You would think I lived the greatest life. You only an hour and a half from my hometown, Springfield. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see, right see, there in yep. Albany. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is is people from the outside would look and be like, you know, he lives in such a nice area or a nice house, not knowing that my room wasn't the size that you saw from the outside. You know what I'm saying? My, I definitely had, um, if they see it, they see it. I definitely had like an evil stepmom, right? Mm-hmm. So she kind of. Ran a lot of the things and, and turned my dad into the person that he was. And I still say dad because that's still the person who I still connect with, right? And who's made me the man I am today because of the negative things he's done, right? Yeah, right. And um, 
there was I had a room just to go through it real quick. Like my whole my whole room should have been pretty big, um, but she wanted like a little storage area, right? So my dad came one day and he had all the supplies and he made basically made my whole room and I just had like the imagine the size of like a regular bathroom. Oh, wow. so he just put the wall up, put everything up, and, and that was my area, right? And uh, what would get me mad the most is to share a quick story. Is when she would show like the house to people. People, you know, she always wanted to show off, right? Mm-hmm. Even though my dad was the one bringing everything in, mm-hmm. um, she would show people around the house. And when she would get to my room, I'd be watching TV, sitting there, and she would tell everybody, "Oh, this is going to be my library, and this is going to." Talking about, I'm still living there at this point, um, and I'm understanding everything. And I knew that it just things weren't the same. Like my stepsister, we went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. She got drove to school. I took the bus. Oh, wow. And I lived upstate New York, so you know how the snow is. I'm yeah. walking to oh, yeah. the bus stop mm-hmm. sometimes and, you know, three feet of snow. Yeah, they're not canceling. They're going right by mm-hmm. me, bringing her to school, taking her home. Um, I would, the only time that I got to talk to my stepsister was at school. So I didn't eat dinner with them. They ate, and then I would eat. Wow. Um, just a lot of different things, right? And I don't think a lot of people know that about me because I'm, I'm so positive. I'm so much about love. And a lot of people always ask me, like, how... Are you the biggest question I get is, are you married? Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I, when I, they talk, well, what do you talk about love? Well, are you married? No. But a lot of people got to understand that sometimes the lack of love is how you understand what love is. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right. 100%. And right. I think just situations like that. And to go back to the, you know, being molested, I try to always go away from it because, like I said, I don't yeah. like talking about it's it. But it needs to mechanism. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my stepmom's oldest son. Oh, wow. And in my room, I had, like, cameras. Like, my dad was so strict with me. Like, even, it could be summertime, and because it was a Monday, I wasn't allowed to go outside because it was a weekday. That type of strict, right? And so I would always get in trouble at school for talking too much, being wild, like, you know, (laughs) just wanting the attention, right? And I think, I'll talk about that, how I think that came into my adult life as well. Um. But I would get in trouble so much, so what he would do, I would always get grounded. So he would make sure I wouldn't watch TV or whatever, so he put a camera in my room. So I would use that camera, what I thought, to my advantage and face it where I knew my uh, stepbrother would come in. Mm-hmm. And they never caught him, ever, for oh years. God. But they did, because they saw it. This they was they never did. Anything. Or, or they saw they it and never did they anything. They had to see it. Yeah. Was this a continuous? Yes. It was continuous, and... Because I was like labeled, I felt like I was like the outside child. Clearly, um, nothing I said was true. Nothing I said was valid. Nothing I said even mattered. So I was very good at holding my own emotions in and having to go through with. There was nothing I could do. I can right? identify with that hundred percent. So because of that, um, like I said, I, I, I would try to turn the camera a certain way and, and try to win a call to nothing. And for years and years and years, I would have to do with holidays and see him right there where deal with birthdays or different situations. Like there was even times where I, I'm a big, I love doing activities. Like now I go go-karts or laser tag mm-hmm. and all that. They would go as a family and never take me. Oh, he, so did wild. he live there with you guys that is or so was wild. he like older, older? He He's older, there? older. So at this point he wasn't living oh, okay. there. So, so he, he would, would come. come. Right, right, right. So how old was he? Uh, he had to be mid-30s or uh, oh my probably God. later 30s. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I mean, bro. I was thinking like he was like. 17, I thought he was like a brother, like a. Yeah, like, nah, I mean, nah, I know he was a brother, like a, like a, like a, right, like a, te- like a high school. Brother. Yeah, it's just yeah. so crazy to know Ooh. that you never know what people go through. You know what I mean? Like, I, I definitely don't have any stories that are that traumatic, but it's just 
crazy to know. You never know what people are going through in their yeah. own house. You know what I mean? Like, you would have never known unless you know that my dad was on drugs. You would have never yeah. known unless you know, like, my mom's struggling to, to pick up the slack mm-hmm. where he dropped the slack. You know what I mean? So even though, you know, you grew up and your dad didn't see you, you grew up, you didn't have your dad, like, I almost low-key felt that way. Like, my dad lived in the house. Just imagine, though, like, you know, you're, like, it's the same. Living in a house and just feeling like all he cares about is his drugs and himself. Yeah. So that's how me and my mom became so close because it was kind of like he was always off to the side by himself doing his thing with Mm -hmm. him and his drugs. And it was me and my mom. Like, he didn't care about her. He didn't care about me. Like, yeah, you just don't see any of us. You know what I mean? Like, it could literally go 24, 48, 72 hours, honey, and never not say not one word to either one of us. Him and her had to sleep in the same room together. Mm. But it's still never, Sometimes think about that trauma that that put on your mom, too. Absolutely. Because it's probably a point where she felt like how I felt. He couldn't speak out because if she did, then she had to deal with the repercussions too. Or sometimes, and this is a big one, a lot of people don't talk about the unpopular opinion. Sometimes your family will turn against you. Oh, 100%. Just because you oh, turned your back on somebody that's actually. That, that, that was going to be my question. Have you ever that. had that conversation with stepmom or dad? Like, or did you ever even ask them, like, hey, had, did y'all watch the cameras last night? No. So, um, actually, I lied. So, when I was. 21, like I said, if you watch some of the prior episodes, or even the teaser, at 15, uh, he kind of kicked me out, right, left. Uh, at 21, I reached back out. I was getting ready to deploy. I was in the Marine Corps for eight years. Oh, and I was, hey, I'm Army. Army. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's definitely a round of applause for <laughs> all those, you know, that serve. He gets a check, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right before I was about to deploy on my, on my second and last deployment, uh, I did reach out. I called him. I went through bonds. I contacted my stepsister, got to another stepsister, and then got his number. He ended up reaching out. And um, with all through the tears, and, you know, like, I'm one of those, like, if I'm crying, I'm crying. So it's hard to understand me once I get to that point. But I uh, I definitely let him know, and that was the first time ever. Um, like I said, I hate talking about stuff like this, yeah. but I got to. The first time ever that I heard him cry. I think he was so upset with himself. He was so upset. Maybe he did see it and was thinking, like, then this is never going to come up again. Or just the fact that, you know, maybe my his his wife at the time, or still his wife, you know, was hiding it from him or whatever the case may be. Whatever he felt guilty of, he definitely showed it that day right? Um, in that conversation. And he didn't really comment too much. So there's not much uh, he said or said anything back to me. He definitely just said sorry, and I can hear him crying on the phone. Um, but that was our last conversation that we had, for sure. But I definitely did get to let him know. And so I just recently let my mom know. No. Right, so oh, wow. What's the, there's is, no connection now? Not at all. Not at all. So when I was 23, <sighs> I met my real father. Um, and his name is David. Uh, so shout out to my real dad. Um, he's definitely stepped up to the plate, right? So the difficult part is is that because now I'm older, it's hard for me to let somebody step in like that, right? Because right. I got here on my own. That type of mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's almost like, what do you need? But it's 100%. What do you need at a certain age? You know what I mean? At a certain yeah. age, what is it that you could do? Right, 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 right. Like, so I'm, I'm trying to get a lot better with that because at the end of the day, it's not his fault. Right. Right. Um, just as much as I was out of the loop, so was he. Uh, but I definitely want to go over to you. I know you had... Just a, a close family, right? I know you're close with your parents. How was growing up for you and how your lifestyle is now? Mm. 
Okay, so I definitely grew up in a in a similar situation where people thought that what they saw, but it was a whole lot going on in the inside of the house. I grew. I'm sorry. I grew up. Um, my mom worked in a school system. My dad had a nice job. So a lot of people thought, you know, you know, middle class and all those things are the things. However, we weren't the Cosbys. And I mm. felt like that's what my family was trying to portray. <laughs> so I'm from a very, very, very small southern hometown. So when you got people trying to portray as the Cosby's, my mom worked at the school. You know, she had a certain image. But in behind the scenes, you know, I was getting molested for several years. That's why I asked you that question. Mm. That's why I asked you, like, how did you deal with um, certain, like, those type of conversations? Because I'm still trying to figure out how to have those conversations. I said something on my YouTube channel years ago, and it sent my mom through the roof <laughs> mm. about just some things that happened to me as a kid. It sent her through the roof because she didn't want people to know? No. It's, um, or she didn't know? She t- still doesn't know. Oh, wow. Oh, So yeah. she found out it on social media. Yeah, nobody knows. I was just on my YouTube channel. You know how we do. We yeah. late mm-hmm. night talking and I'm doing my one-two and at the time I was heavy. We definitely did one of those last night, late night <laughs> session. Oh, Tap- okay. I- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um and yeah, it kind of just not slip because I meant to say and I, I want to start talking about it more, but I just kind of just wanted to say that I can just agree and just relate to you and everyone about how you know growing up in the household. So yes, I grew up in a very loving home. My both I did have both of my parents there. However, me and my father are just now getting to a place um, where we are like super, super, super like this. And a lot of if you watch, if you're a fan of Chasing, you'll see me on my you know see me on there with my dad. And you know we just got to that place. You mm. know he has always been in my life. He's always been in the house, but his presence was not in the house. Mm. That's important. And I think people don't see, people don't recognize that though, Quentin. Like, cause I feel the same way. You know what I mean? I think the people feel like if your dad grew up in the house with you, like, then you guys were close. That doesn't mean you're close. You can live in a home with somebody and not be close. Perception is not, perception is not reality. He was disconnected. So going to school and people think like, yeah, we did have these nice things. My dad worked all the time. Like we didn't get close into, into my adult years. That's because I had to forge a relationship because I'm a communicator. I'm, we we going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so that was one thing. And, uh, you know, it was the going through with my father and also going through with the molestation things that I was dealing with. You know, I, I just wanted to say that to relate to me not, you know, having this perfect lifestyle growing up to what people think. I'm like, Nicole, I had to go out there and get it. My right. mom, my mother worked two and three jobs. Mm. It was time she would come home and make dinner and be gone and you know what I'm saying but she was always there every day and the schedule was there my mom was present in the home and she was three of us plus another two of my fathers so my mother she held that household down so that's what I'm saying like you know when I'm sorry when it came down to my father you know we didn't get close into our you know adult years but yeah that's my little story yeah. no, I think <laughs> but I wanna, when it, you know I guess and I want to say one more thing you know and just because I know everybody was like a little shocked when I said I haven't said anything I still think I'm trying to figure out ways to tell a parent that they a parent that you love that they possibly missed a step mm. when it comes to raising you or watching you or you know, that's a hard conversation Absolutely. and um it is but very it's a, it's a super hard conversation i remember i had that conversation mm. with my aunt and i was like nine <laughs> right and i was like oh so you told her at a very i age. told her because i was there and the police were there so mm. i was like 
did he touch you? So it was my aunt's fiance, and oh. he was very mm. much grown, like forty years old or whatever. Um, I mean, now I can clock a nigga like whatever, but back then in the nineties, I you know I didn't have no sense of gay or sexuality or anything like that. So I remember him in his little mesh shirts and <laughs> sort of Rico Suave little hairstyles, right. and he was very much a pretty boy. He was very very handsome and always smelled good and always smelled nice. He was very charming and. He just took advantage of a child. And so I remember I, I, I had that conversation with my aunt. And she, I felt like she didn't believe me because then she stuck me in counseling for a year. Mm. And you can't talk about it. So I was in counseling and I, I couldn't talk about it at all. So it was like another layer on top of the Jehovah Witness on top of this on top of that. We it was just always layers. The truth. It's right. always a fucking layer. Like I couldn't, couldn't that, talk ooh, about those. Like, my whole childhood was very secretive. I couldn't talk about things. So yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, was, that was my grandmother. Like my dad's mm. mother. Which what happens so, in the house stays in the house. <laughs> right, which is so crazy because my dad's family, for him to be a drug addict, my dad's family, my grandfather is a pastor. Mm. He was the CEO of the Watts Health Foundation. Like, literally, my grandmother was a registered nurse, spoke fluent Spanish, had several degrees. Like, my uncles, which are my great uncles, which are my grandfather's brothers, professors, doctors, lawyers. So my grandmother was very much like, we're not talking about this. Your dad does drugs. We're not talking about that. My grandfather would be, you know, he tried to be transparent and be in the church and be like, y'all pray for my son. He's going through something. She'd be like, we're not talking about that. So I get people putting on a strong face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like my grandmother didn't even want us to know she was dying. Like it literally Mm -hmm. took my grandmother to be on hospice where she could not speak for herself for my grandfather to call me and say, your grandmother's dying. Mm. He literally called me on like a Sunday, like right before my birthday in 2011, 2012 ish, Literally, like, right before my birthday on a Sunday, and she died, like, four days later. Oh, God. Like, she didn't just get sick, y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but she yeah. was so hell-bent on no one knowing anything about anything. Like, you know, she had a liver transplant. Mm. She had, you know what I mean? Because she smoked and drank her whole life, honey. She was smart as hell. My grandfather was a was a pastor, honey, and a doctor, and she didn't care, honey. It's just some liquor in my purse. If you need something, yeah, go in there. Yeah. She was smoking the courtesy of her own home by herself. Yeah. By her. And I was just like, he was like, your grandmother's on hospice. I just, the spirit just wanted me to tell you. Like, none of my other cousins knew about it. He didn't call any of them. He said, it just, something was on me, and I had to call you and tell you. And I was like, he was like, she can't talk, so it's no need to try to call and try to talk to her. And literally, like, he sent a message out, like, four days later, like, you know, she went home. Everybody was here. My dad, his siblings, all that. I'm just like, Now, let me ask y'all this. One word word, uh, responses from you guys real quick, just because I want to see where you guys' mindsets are. Do you feel like somebody who does that is strong? Like, is that a, 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 a sign of strength, somebody who can keep all that in? No. One word responses? That was mm-hmm. I, I would say that's somebody that's unaware. Correct. Oh, I could say more than, oh, I, meant to, I thought you meant a yes or a no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think of another word, okay. I, I would say yes. Mm. I was I waiting for that. And I, was, I would also say yes. Mm-hmm. And not that any of us are wrong. And no, I think no, let's it's, talk about it's it. funny how we no, definitely it split it up. Mm-hmm. It's only because to hide your weaknesses is very hard. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think society has made it where if you show your weakness, you're just everything. Is, you're completely weak mm-hmm. no matter what. You can have A, B, and C, but if you don't have X, Y, and Z, then it, it's all the way messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I do think it does, in a sense, show strength. Now, is it the, the right strength? Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. But I do think it, it does show strength. And I would like to hear yours, and then you guys can go. Yeah. Oh, oh mine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I believe, yeah, I believe that it shows strength because I feel like, for me, like, she embedded that in me. As much as I didn't know that she embedded that in me, like, I feel like I'm literally the person that can take everyone else's stress, everyone else's worries, everyone else's everything, and put it on my back. I'm built for it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going through something, it's cool. Tell me what you're going through. It doesn't matter what I'm going through because I can deal with what I'm going through. I can deal with what you're going through. I can deal with what you're going through. You know what I mean? Like, I've literally been at my lowest of low, and I've still been able to be there for other people. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like it takes a strong individual to be able to deal with so much and not put it on anybody else. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I feel like we oftentimes, we do put our things off on other people. And blame them for not being able to handle it. You know what I mean? It's easy for me to be like, oh my God, I'm going through something. Let me tell you about it so now my burden can't be on you. But you have to think, like, I was bred for this. I was built for this. That's why I'm a successful hairstylist that can listen Mm. to every single client and every single thing that they're going through. And I still have to be able to compartmentalize that with what I'm going through. Right. Because I don't get to deal with that while I'm dealing with y'all. Right. Right. I get to cry in my car on my way to work. Mm. I get to stress out in my car on my way to work. When I walk through the doors of the red carpet hair studio, it is no longer about me. And people, whoever her clients are, if you guys are watching, understand that. The people that you go through and, 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 and go to, sorry, and talk to them about your problems, understand what they're going through as well. Sometimes just extend that question back. How are you doing? Right. But don't say it yeah. because it's a natural response, yeah. right? You know how we do, oh, hey, but what's really, up? How really you doing? Really, no, really, really want to know. Really, really yeah. want to know because sometimes yeah. you don't know and it may be the right time to really ask that right question. But I'd like yeah. to hear you guys' yeah. opinions on why it's not. Um, I mean, for me, I just said unaware just because, I mean, if you were aware, then you'd probably be more present. Um, you'd probably be more involved in what was going on or, or what happened or um, also unaware of because you – Showing off that, I don't know. I kind of want to say toxic masculinity, but like that, that that force strength mm-hmm. is is like, are you aware of the other feelings that are involved in this situation? Mm. Because you over here trying to put up a, a brave face, but you weren't the one that was fucked with. So like, before you do all that, like let the guard down and be more aware of other people's feelings that were involved. Mm. What you got, Q? Um. So so before I answer, I want to make sure so. A person, re give me your question again, so I can make basically sure basically a, a person who's able to compartmentalize. Carp- I can't even say compartmentalize. I'm not even going to try to say. And to be fair, it. there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? There's no, there's no, no right or wrong. Of course, answer. no, no, no. Basically, no right somebody who's way. able to do that does that show strength or is that a weakness? Not necessarily the weakness, but is that right or wrong? Does okay, so for me, I can only speak for Q. So for me. Before the producer, before the content creator, before all those things, I used to I used to want to study psychology and sociology, mm. and I'm a I'm a big communicator, and I feel like that's why I can hold the role and hold the position that I do. I don't think when you compartmentalize everything all in one, if that shows a sign of strength, mm. only because of what I go through. And what I have to deal with. I'm a person. I have to compartmentalize Quentin to make sure that Q, the producer, 
can handle 10 people plus a plus a production team. I'm working on multiple projects. So I have to know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you will get lost in the sauce. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And you will be out here stressed out. That's why you have so many billionaires and millionaires. Who was that? Um the 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 the, the Bath and Body Works man just jumped off a building the other night. Oh, oh, I didn't wow. even know that. I didn't even hear that. Like That's sometimes insane. people can become so stressed out. And so my reasoning for answering no is because if you don't know how to healthy deal with get them. through this journey you will explode. Apple. Mm. We see it all the time. We see the Whitney Houston's. We see yes. the Michael Jackson's. Yes. We see the Gerald Levers. Yes. Like these are people who deal with so much. Who have you know everybody looking to them. Everybody doing this, but they never talk about what they're going through. Their addictions or their mm. stress. Like you know what I mean. Michael Jackson literally died because he kept taking pills to try to ease the pain. Prince died because he was taking pills to ease the pain so he can get on stage yes. and make everybody yeah. feel great. Yeah. And then on top of that, because his focus was for everybody. Because his focus yeah. was for everybody. We with anxiety and depression. It's so much mm. that we have going on within ourselves and then so to have to show up for the world to be this, it's a lot. So if you don't have the proper tools right. mm-hmm. to get through that journey of knowing how to compartmentalize because I'm still learning how to. You yeah. have to know how to take a break. Like like Life Nicole is a said, continuous you have to, have to have those moments in the car and have your gospel moments, whatever you do oh, to yeah. meditate Absolutely. and zone out. Because if you don't... For your glory. Okay, go up there, Ricky, period. And you have to have a person. You have to have somebody. Yeah, like you that. have Everyone to. Everyone needs so to have that's why I don't. that's why my thing is no. I'm sorry, that's why my thing is no. You have to have somebody, like she said, you have to have those moments where you know how to decode compress shut it down don't answer my phone you know ricky i hit you be like okay i'm gonna hit you i yeah, hit yeah. you tomorrow like i'm at see where i'm I at see that do I'm not disturb C, period, <laughs> all day like because i have to deal with so much that if you mm-hmm. don't know how we see so many people get destroyed in this industry and i and i have want to become an example of what not to become mm, i look at the ooh. people that have been before us i want to be what not to become so I'm learning how to now make sure that my I watch a, I know you're not a fan uh, poet but I watch like a a lot of like yala stuff that make you think like well, because there are moments in there even though even though your experience was your experience I still feel like no there are no gems yeah that exactly are right I did right, watch right. the show so there, I was aware yeah, there are gems I will that say are that but you know you know how it is you have to you know there can only fit so much and yeah. you can only fit so much and, and on top of that I mean yeah I mean I read you're you're tackling three decades of trauma we only filmed for like within two and a half days. We filmed for 17 hours. You cannot unpack all that. Right, right, right. And 17 hours. And on top of that, you're a reality star. Right. You know what I'm saying? On top of that, being, you know, priestess or whatever, yeah. you're still a, a reality star. So you're going to do things for a wow factor, for shock value. So right. I said things to my brothers, whatever strong emotion you lead off with, they are going to paint you as that character. Right. So, because they don't, they haven't done anything. Right, television, right, right. But, you know, but I have. Right. So I already knew that going into it. So I tried to prep them as much as I could, but, you know, Twin had his moment, and and my little brother Nigel, he's a little bit of a uh, wild card, so you yeah. can't really. So when they just started, I was like, no, because they need to get this out. It's healthy, yeah. and and their experiences are their experience. That was real. It was yeah, real. It was real emotions. We we learned about it, especially with the whole because we heard like little inklings, but they kept us all you know um, separated and shit like that. But when when the trailer aired on. TV was the first time me and twins saw that our dad publicly denied us in front of everybody. That's mm. the first time I saw that shit. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. So it wasn't like, you know, hood gossip or a joke or whatever. You actually put that in your hearts of hearts that 
your first two children ever in life, who you named after as well, you're not claiming them? Yeah. Wow. And I didn't mean to swing it back to like the, mm. the Yala show, but no, I, no, I just wanted to, to just be clear that you just have to have those moments of yeah. knowing how to compartmentalize these type of positions of having the know-how to hold mm-hmm. it all in. So like Nicole said, if you don't have that person that you can go to, if you don't have that best friend that you can vent to, if you don't have that that outlet, it don't have to be a person. Right. It could be you going to the to the gun range. It could be you yeah. going in the studio and you not even being an artist yeah. and just writing poem. Whatever your thing is, just going to the Alan. beach yeah. and whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you have to know something. And, and I'm going to be honest. A lot of us, especially... No, I'm not even going to do all that. I'm no, just, do it. I'm, no, yeah. do it. I was going to say a lot of us in the community, in the community, one, then black, two. And if you grow up in a religion, three. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to unpack. Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask y'all this. And this will be my last question. If you guys have questions, I know people were waiting to ask me certain get things. Your, get your questions. But um, oh, no. after this will be my last question for you guys. Obviously, we are all clearly in our self journey. We understand how important our self journey is. And that's what I think I want to bring awareness to the most during season three mm-hmm. is being on that self journey. And to me. That self-journey is is everything through love. Right. But I'll, I'll get into that. But I'd like to start with you on what have you learned the most in your self-journey? Something just compartmentalized. That would help somebody else. What have you learned the most during your self-journey that would help somebody else? Mm. Know yourself. Mm. And even if you don't know yourself and if you're still learning yourself, be okay with still being a student. So know yourself. Okay. Yeah. Tap in with you every day. I tap in with me every day. I have to. Like you have a certain time, like do you meditate? Yeah, you- I'm a I'm an early bird. <laughs> I'm an early bird. So I'm getting up, I'm going running, I'm listening to my, you know, the things that get me going i have to tap into me i have to do that self-love you know i have to do those things to make sure that i am 100 percent, so that i can be a 100 percent boss or be a 100 percent boyfriend be a 100 percent son be a 100 percent brother you know all those things so yeah i would say self-love know yourself this this journey is gonna get lonely mm. it gets tiresome it gets hungry. Yeah. You got your high moments where everybody is praising you on the lights. You mm. all over the place. You here. Then you got your low moments. And it's real low. Real low. And it could still be a highness because I've dealt with this. There's still a highness in career. Yeah. The but there's moments. a lowness in here. Oh, that's yeah. what, but that's what people don't know. That That is the thing. <laughs> when I tell you yeah. that that statement is the truest thing Ever because nobody knows like they can see when this pandemic hit like I had a thriving salon. Mm. I I had a brand new house. I got a brand new car. People don't see me worrying about how I'm going to pay for stuff. People don't see me worrying about how I'm going to make sure because I am the matriarch. Like I said, I take everybody problems. So I'm the person that you're going through this, you're going through this, you're going through this. I'm still willing to take all that on my back and still deal with how I'm going to deal with my stuff. When the pandemic hit, my landlord didn't care nothing about we couldn't do no hair. 
Uh, okay. Literally sent an email and I was like, well, just want to know what you guys were doing. You know, all the bill collectors were doing something. Yeah, we, you know what I mean? We're not doing nothing, love. Uh, we're not doing anything. Still do all the here, here, here are the resources that you can use to get a couple dollars if you need a couple dollars. But we, we're still going to need the rent. Yeah, they're going to get their money. And, you know, and it's so funny just knowing how to be that person and translating that into everything else. And it's so funny, you know, because I understand what he says when he says he has to compartmentalize because he has to deal with so many people and so many this, so many that. And I've literally like it, it translates into he'll tell you I'm even though the world sees me as this difficult, difficult, difficult person, honey, or this so controversial. <laughs> I'm just saying the people watch the show. They see what they see. But I mean, he can attest. I'm literally like one of the easiest persons to work with because I know that he has a lot of stuff to go through. I don't have no diva moments. I don't. I'm I don't the have easiest moments. person to work with. I don't have diva moments, honey. I show up where y'all ask me to show up, honey. I might be a little late because that's just me and my therapist working on my time management. <laughs> you're not that, you're not that I don't be that that late, honey. No, in in retrospect, honey, to the, to the time frame, I don't be late. No, he's definitely annoying. Always early. annoyingly early. early. Yeah, but that's you know, just the army. I'm yeah, gonna be on time. time. But I understand how it is to deal with so many personalities, so many people. So it's like if I let me not, you know, I'll just save this for when the season wraps honey I'll air all my grievances you know what I mean like that's the kind of person I am no I'm just saying because you know what I mean it's a lot to air when it's probably 10,000 people coming yes. at you right. like this how I feel about this this how I feel about this I would mm-hmm. like this to be shown I would like that I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna let this man do his job honey and when it's all said and yeah. done honey we'll have a sit down honey and it's a moment for the both of us to grow you know what I mean like it's a moment for him to grow it's a moment for me to grow you know what I mean like I, cause I'm not of this in front of the camera space I'm of the do everybody's here behind the camera and send y'all out to be great now is that would you feel like that's what you've learned in your self journey um abs- i mean i've just you know i've learned a lot of things honey i i've learned a lot of things i've learned a lot about myself and how i deal with people mm. i've learned a lot about you know because we were talking about love and i've learned that everybody's not deserving of your love because I'm a lover. Like, that's a I'm rewind. literally. Kim, that's a rewind. Everyone is Period. not. Everyone is not deserving. I'm a lover. Like, at my core, like, yes. that's who I am. You know what I mean? Like, there's no one that will come into my space and I meet you. And if the vibe is cool, I will show you the utmost love. You know what I mean? Like, if I have it, you have it. If I have it, you have it. If you're in my space, my goal is to make sure that everybody is feeling the love. Everybody is feeling the connection. And it's just like, everybody's not worthy of that. Mm. Hundred percent. What you got? What you got? <laughs> um, just, uh, I think for me, I'm still trying to figure out some of, the, especially with this journey, with this season, as other things that I've learned. Because, like I said, I'm not naturally a confrontational person, and I always try to extend grace to others because of the shit that I've dealt with. So I just naturally lead with that. Um, I don't feel like I've gotten that um, grace from certain other cast members, but it is what it is because everybody's on their own journey, whatever. But um, one thing that I always am, and when just piggyback on what you were saying, I'm always a student of life. Um, mm. I'm never feel like no matter how old I get that I've learned everything. I know it all. I can always learn. I'm always self evaluating myself every three months. Like make sure I'm not doing what I did three months ago. I need to always be growing and evolving because you're you're going to be stagnant. And you're not going to get anywhere in life. So that's just how I've always moved. Um, I've enjoyed this season so far <laughs> it's been a hell of a journey it's completely different for any other project i've worked on um i am excited for the reunion <laughs> i'm excited mm. to air out certain mm. things and, and address me about it because i'm trying not to give too many things away from the season but i am very excited to um put some things to bed mm. it's time for betty bye-bye oh. i like that now let me <laughs> give my comment and then we'll go ahead to the questions from the viewers now so one thing that I've learned on my self journey, right? So 
because of what I've been through, I've noticed that my way of receiving love from my dad when I was young was only when I got in trouble. Mm. So that was the only time, right? Because I was, that was me feeding for attention, right? That's the only time I got attention. Yeah, I was getting grounded. I was getting punished, whatever the case may be. But that's the only time that he came around. Mm. And I feel like I brought that. Remember, I said I would go back to what I was saying. I brought mm-hmm. that into my adulthood with my so relationships. He wants to beat on you. <laughs> Not at all. Treat you bad. Got it. <laughs> Ladies, he wants y'all to treat him bad. Not at all. Not at all. Listen, so Girl. the way that I brought it into my relationships is I would almost mess up on purpose mm-hmm. so that I can receive love, right? Well, that, was, that was cheating, you know, and I would admit to that. I would definitely uh, have a pass of, had a pass of cheating, right? And that was my way of feeding for that attention from my person, right? And totally wrong, right? So that's something that I could give to other people is stop allowing those mistakes that you've done, the negativity that's happening in your life to feed off of how you now show or receive love, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second part was that, and it kind of goes with that, is a lot of people will live their life to prove to their hurt that they made it. Right. And I don't think that's a wrong thing. Definitely learn from it. Learn from the, the lessons that you learned. That was a word. Yeah, so a lot of people, <laughs> that in my core, like, a lot of people will live their life to prove to their hurt that they made it. Mm. And which mm. is OK, because it, it is it is our testimony. Right. Our, right. our, our self journey should be everybody's testimony. That's why I think it's so important to have four people in this room, including myself, to really. Be who we are. And balance out those experiences. And balance out those experiences, mm-hmm, yeah. right? And not use as an excuse on why we're out here in the streets selling drugs or right, mm-hmm. doing that. And don't get me wrong. If you, I, I'll say this is why I didn't want anybody to Google me. If you Google me, Google me. Uh, but I definitely do have a pass, right? I do have a record. And it's not something that yeah, people would ever imagine. Deep, yeah, it's not something that people would ever imagine. But it, it's something that I went through because of wanting attention. Because I felt like I needed to prove to someone that I could still do this or that I'm here or whatever the case may be. And it was totally one of the worst mistakes I've made in my life. But I've learned from it. And because of that, I'm here today. So thank you know, to God. You know what I'm saying? For being here. 100%. Now, let's get into the questions. We'll take four questions, four questions if we have any, whether it's from you guys or viewers, for anybody or just for me, that's fine. So what we got first. On, I mean, baby. the Saints The Saints wanted me to ask you if you're single. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, that's what they wanted to know. I'm, I work for the people. Man. Let's jump into it. What's another question besides that? <laughs> now, see, we signed a contract that said no question was off limits. Okay. The people want to know. I remember it. I signed it. Hello? I... <laughs> Man, I, I see. I keep my relationships very private with that's anybody, whether well, it's we friendships know or who anything. She is. We just need to know if there is somebody because they don't want to slide in your DMs. Okay, 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 okay. I, I am single. Oh, boom! But I'm dating myself. Okay. Okay. So I am single, but I am dating myself. So no I'm slippery a, sloping in the DMs or yes. If or y'all no. want to go on a date with him, y'all can. <laughs> it could be the three of y'all. It's the throuple. Him, himself, and you. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just leave it. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. 
But I feel like that's important though. Like for you to say that that's important because I feel like I had to experience that. Like I definitely had to experience like being okay with just it being me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm an only child, so I'm so like I need company. I need people around me, mm. whether it be friends, whether it be relationships. Like you know what I mean? Like. I need that, you know what mm. I mean. So it, it took me to I, like I stayed in a relationship that was terrible for just five because. years just oh, because, sad. yeah, sad. like just because it's like, well, what's on the other side of this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this is retarded and it's not the best situation, but hey, at least it's something. You know what I mean? Mm. So it took for me to be like, okay, you know what? I'll just be single, honey. I'll just go on all the dates and be pretty <laughs> and do my thing. You know, what I mean? and hang out with the people that genuinely love me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I still like company though. I don't like alone time. Like I don't I like to be alone when I'm sleeping. <laughs> I see that. Now what else y'all got? That is crazy. The first question somebody asked. Me. I mean, that's a good question. Like, Man. okay, go ahead. Do you any questions? Any other questions? Um, I don't have any questions. Trying to see if anybody else has asked anything. Okay. Ricky, do you have any questions? Not necessarily related to like our love topic, but you know, what do you want to know about the season? This we season, have a yeah. lot of co- Actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and return that question to everybody. Oh, Ooh. Right, so it's everybody on the panel. Are you guys single? Are you guys dating? Are you guys seeing somebody? Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> oh, we would just skip right on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm dating, you know. Ooh. You know? Okay. Nicole, how's the uh, inbox been looking since since chasing? Um, you know, the inbox is cute or whatever. You know, the people be there. Here's the thing. As much as the people hate me, honey, they be like, oh, you're so pretty. Hi, how's it oh, going? Oh, yeah, they you be know, real flaky yeah. in the inbox. They, they're so One thing about the chasing flaky. fans. They shady as fuck. <sighs> they act like they don't like you, but they really do they're love shady you. As fuck. And, you know, and, and if they ever see you in person, they'd they be the same bitch you. in the exactly. comments. They'd be like, girl, I remember you. <laughs> and it's you know, and it's so funny because you know, I think, like I said, people see what they see. It's a show, so I understand that they gotta chop it up, they gotta screw it up, they gotta do the things that they do. It's it's not going to be, they, it's not the real world. They're not placing us in a house and following us around twenty four hours. Yeah, a day. You know thank I mean? God for it that. It are these moments. I mean, and I would honestly be here for that though. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's when you really get to see who somebody so is. True yeah, like if you nice, see so us much. and we show up to a scene for it, it's too much in a sense, but it's. Still, I get the concept of yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not until it's almost like living with somebody. You don't know who nobody is until you live with them. Yeah, I could yeah, go out with you true. every day and of the week. Then you don't know. You them. still don't know them until you know them, right? No, those are facts. Like, it's not until you <laughs> go to sleep with somebody, wake up with somebody, honey, see what kind of little ticks they got, yeah. see what kind of little things they got. Um, oh, somebody said Nicole, what is your love language? Um, that's a good question. I took the test before. I can't remember what the thing came up with. Like, f- but for me, just thinking about myself, like for me, it's like words of affirmation. Like, I don't need you to buy me no gifts. Yeah. Like, I-, I need like affection. And I need the words. Like I need you to tell me you love me. Like you know what I mean. I need you to be there. Like just just be there. Like you can literally sit next to me and you don't gotta say shit. Well, I know yeah. mine's is like words of affirmation. I love a nice gift here and there, and some quality time. Oh, no, quality time is huge for me. <laughs> yeah, like I need that I quality need time no is they don't huge. Me like, call I, me I'm clingy if you I want. want to. Yes. I, clingy well, I is good. I am clingy. Call me clingy if you want to. I just want that time. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm clingy one oh one. Like I'm literally like, bitch. If I'm going here, you're I'm, going here. You know what I mean? Like I'm the annoying one that brings their boyfriend with everybody. Oh, if I wake up, if I wake up, anybody I've ever dated can attest to this. If I wake up. From a nap or anything, you're not right next to me. Oh, you're gonna yeah, hear like, it. Yeah. You're gonna like, hear it. Do not leave me. Why? Yeah, do not, not leave me. Like, if yeah. I'm sleeping, you ain't there. But, well. 
I don't believe uh-huh. in all that, like, going to bed in another room because we mad. And I no, just no, lay no, your no, mad no. ass right here. Okay. Lay mm-hmm. right here and be mad. You don't got to talk to me. Like, you don't got to say nothing. Lay your mad <laughs> ass right with, here. I don't agree with, with the tweets and stuff that be going around. But, like, do you, do you if your partner doesn't uh, call you or text you in three or four days, baby, I don't have time to play them games. If it's three or four, three oh, or four no. minutes, like, what's wrong That's with you? Like, what you mean three or four days? Three just text me in three or four minutes. Last question. Last question. What you guys got? No, no, not for me. Oh, questions? Yeah, yeah. Does anybody have anybody else? Anybody in the chat? I'm looking. Let's see the questions. Yeah, y'all, what's y'all questions? What y'all want to know? Let's talk. Let's I don't, let me see. I don't have any questions. Um, this is very, um, very therapeutic. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. You know, we definitely talked about topics that weren't, um, you know, necessarily dealing with chasing and stuff like that. So it was good to, you know, not necessarily the question. I just want to make a statement. It was good to hear you guys' story and perspective uh, on things today. I think I've got a little bit more insight of the mm. two of you as well. So I think, you know, that's great. And we also have a lot of similar backgrounds. And I feel like if yeah. more people were to, you know, just sit down and talk and have these conversations. Much. I do want our black yeah. families. Let me say this while I'm talking. <clears throat> <clears throat> I do want. Sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, I do wife. want our black families and especially our queer families have conversations, talk. A lot of times in our, and I know that this is not a queer show, but I do because we do have this space. I want to make it known that we are here, period. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want us to, I challenge us to have these same conversations in our homes with our friends. Open up, talk. You never know what experiences we all share yeah. right. you never know you know where you just opening up could help somebody in their tomorrow and I, that brings me back to my answer of not compartmentalizing everything learning how to share i feel like we especially us in business and especially us in the spotlight and you know all those things we're not keen to and i get it because it's hard to trust people, but I challenge everybody to just trust somebody, open up, right. yeah. have those conversations. If therapy is not your thing, have a game night and mm. challenge your friends to talk. Right. Talk more. Make your own game. Write so your own cards. Many people. It's so many people that die on this earth or take themselves out of here due to not opening up and not talking. So I just wanted to say, just challenge everybody. Oh, we got a question, Quentin. What's up? Somebody for me? said this is for Nicole. Offset oh, okay. Q always gives professional and inspiring. Is this true on set as well? Mm. Um, absolutely. Like on on the set, Quentin is very. You know, he's very. Professional. No, it's not shady. He shady. is. No, it's just he's, the questions, know, though. I mean, the people want to know. The fans no, want to know. Yeah, That's no, a good he's, question. he's very professional on set. Like, he's very, like, you know, this is what we need to do. This is what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't. He doesn't play favoritisms on the set. He doesn't. I don't know what he do off camera because that's not my business. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't play. I don't play right. But he's very. You know what I mean. He mm-hmm. very much me- tries to make sure that things go the way that they're supposed to go. They said they love, they love you, you. By the way, they said they love you. But yeah, um, he's definitely. You know what I mean. He's he's good at what he does. You know what I mean. I think that you know we there's room for growth for all of us in this space in this platform. You know what I mean. And I think that you know he has the potential and the power 
to be one of the greatest and with mm. you know, no absolutely like we ought to all start somewhere you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. we all have to start somewhere like you said season two is better than season one season three will be better than season two you know what I mean and it's just a matter season of because it, it ta- I mean well <laughs> speaking into existence I mean I'm, I'll speak but it just takes a matter of it's just like for me like I didn't always know how to run a salon I never ran a salon until I ran a salon I was a booth renter and I went into owning the salon thinking that every booth renter would it's be the, the same, same kind of booth renter that I same, was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I thought they were going to be like me, bitch, pay your booth rent on time, clean mm-hmm. up, help out. Because I'm just naturally a helper. Like, I'm the type that will just jump in, like, what we need to do. Like, I'm mm-hmm. showing up, like, what we got to do? What y'all need me to do? I'm going to move something. Y'all need me to help do something. Like, And I just thought that everybody would be that way. So I just feel like, you know, it's growth for everybody. It's, yeah. you know, and it, you never want to stop learning. You never want to stop becoming a better version of yourself. But to answer the question, yes, he's professional on set. He don't get involved in the mess. I don't, it don't be no Because it be messy. Forth. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. it's definitely messy. messy. Bring it now. They, they bring it. It yeah. definitely is. You know, it. it can definitely get messy. It definitely gets messy. In these reality streams. Yeah, in these reality streams. And that's across the board. It's, it's not just board. Absolutely. And that's not just web-based reality. Y'all yeah. seen Absolutely. Housewives go yeah. at it. Yeah. And they going at it. Yeah. Like, these are two public figures. Before I get sidetracked, poetic. I want to hear your answer. Um, about oh, it's about the same same question. Yeah. You, cool. you cool? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've I've already told you this. I've already given you your flowers. I've already sung your praises. I've been a fan of you for a while now. So I've been following you. So when when it came back around for season two, I was not gonna hesitate to. Throw my my name in the ring for it, and I was very like humbled that y'all even accepted my audition. I remember even going through it. I remember that time when I naturally just showed up to Andre's fashion show, and then you jumped out like a ninja, <laughs> and you're all black, like poetic. We've been watching you, and I was like, poetic. Do you remember? I thought you, you, was tw- that you? Remember, I thought your twin was in the building with yeah, you. Yeah, you thought Javante Rose was my twin. I was like, I was like, no. Oh, shout out Javante Rose. I love him. <laughs> um, but he, um, but yeah, no, no. I, I, the way yeah. that you that you help us ushered into our stories yeah. into this season like i it, it, it i try to give like the chasing fans like really really grace but it's like what what do you want y'all asked y'all saw season one and y'all had a, a plethora of comments because i saw season one plethora of comments that y'all didn't like this or y'all didn't like that season two started off completely different in all the best ways for me mm-hmm. i felt like you know what i'm saying because you you told everybody's story accordingly it wasn't just about you know the spice yeah. so but then oh now it's too like what do y'all want right what do y'all you want? Can well, you can never win you can never win with fans period you can never please everybody yeah i think that it's still definitely important just to take all the feedback you know what i mean oh, yeah. it's about it's about growth every single yeah. time it's going to get better every yeah. single time it's going to get better it's going to evolve more it's going to get more in depth but what i think that people need to understand as far as like a production role goes they can only showcase what the people put into it Mm-hmm. And I said that when they were casting me, That's like true. I, I'm not, That's I'm not gonna ever say these people put words in my That's mouth. True. They can't make me say something I don't want to say. That's true. They can't make me show up somewhere I don't want to show Malibu's up to. The most <laughs> I, mean, I said the universe laid that on my heart, honey, and I said it. And I don't know. I mean, and I. But here's the thing. Here's what I need people to understand. Here's what I need y'all to understand out here in the world. I did not mean that in a derogatory way, and I think that that's the way that people took it. To me, I'm naturally a comedian, so anything that I say is so everybody can get a laugh. Yeah, everybody can get a laugh. And there was so much going on that 
day, and that's just the first thing that came so to my mind when I saw it. It was so much tension in that room. Oh, we yeah. needed a joke to yeah, split Yeah, I was just like, now that what kind of, you know, and, and everybody, I like that movie. I don't know about nobody else if they no, like that movie. Good. I like that movie. That was a good movie. So I think that sometimes people don't understand that everything is not a dig. Maybe you know it was the mean? way it was chopped and screwed. Yeah. It definitely, Why are you looking at me? It definitely goes to the way that it was chopped and screwed, honey. But I mean, here's the thing. I see how I get thrown into it. I even did I said, it, I said it multiple times. I didn't realize how many times I said it until I watched it back because I was definitely drinking a lot. The, the way that she I interrupted that scene, we was in there recording. Yeah, and you wanted Malibu's most wanted. Hold I, on, I did not remember Maybe I said that. that. Oh my TV god, yeah. I did not yeah. know that I said that. I was like, oh my god, y'all, I said yeah. that right there. Ended, like, yeah. I, literally, I literally thought that man. And it was started, perfect because it was like yeah. things was going out outside in the hallway. Then so much, so much going on. And then you just come. Yeah, that was the only place that was calm for a little bit. And you just. And I and literally was like, I, I was literally like, this man just attacked me. I never remembered that I said that. But what I also said was, Malibu's most wanted. Give me a minute, because here's the thing: I'm the type of person. If I give you a nickname, that's the nickname. Like that's just what it is. So yes, I'm going to address you as that all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Malibu's most wanted. I'm not here for you right now. I still love you though. Hold on one second. So it, what you said, I'm saying, but people didn't play onto that. They caught on to what I said, and like she just keeps saying it and keeps saying. It. And I get it, y'all. Guess what? It was a, it was a moment. Tony, and y'all <laughs> that's the thing about reality TV, though, is it puts a light on you and. And you can go back and be like, oh, should I actually do behave that way? Or yeah, I actually yeah. did say that in that moment, you know, because we are in this bit of a pressure cooker. You know what I'm saying? Big personalities and everybody wants, you know, a moment or whatever the case may be. But sometimes, like, less is more. Yeah. I want to throw something in there. Um, so just to answer your question, um, the reason people see me so professional and all those things, one, I really want this. Like, I really, really, I really freaking want this. And you getting it. Thank you. You're getting it. On the second end of it, I have to be. Like, I'm really working with some real talent, some real stars, some real stars in the making, some real talent. Chasing reality is touching some real names. It's touching thousands of viewers. So a lot of people do see me being professional all the time. And they be like, oh, cute, stuck up. And da, 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 da. That's fine, baby. But I have to make sure, like, you know, I'm dealing with a whole boss who runs a whole salon business. I'm dealing with someone... Listen, these people have real life careers, yeah. real life jobs. This is their real life. So I'm not going to show up and be playing like this just a just a camera thing because they wouldn't be interested. So the reason that I have to show that I'm serious, like I, I legit, regardless of what any cast member or any anybody, like I am legit. And this is before ATL. This is before this is before ATL. I'm just dealing with like my LA cast. I'm a fan, mm-hmm. so I want to treat their careers. Seriously. Like seriously, yeah, yeah. right? That's what I was trying to. And he seriously. still has fun with us, y'all. He he'll twerk in the background, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I got footage. Like, he'll twerk in the background. Nah, 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 nah. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely, I'll definitely second this. So bit. I know Q personally outside of, of the producer Q, and he's like that. He's full of love, ball of energy, very, very, very. Like I said, everything that I do, I move out of love, and he's another individual that does the same thing and we, we all definitely feel it the ones that are around you so we appreciate that about oh, you for you. sure i appreciate you um appreciate and then you. I'll, I'll end it like this just final thoughts a quick final mm-hmm. thought you want people to either know about you hear about you about the show whatever the case may be final thoughts and you can definitely give your final thoughts with your tag um let everybody know where they can follow you see you get in contact with you okay well i'll i'll kick it off so you know Rarely a fighter, but always poetic. You know who it is. Pizza the S. Um, you can follow me at Poetic Soldier. P O E T double I K S O U L J A. And I'll leave you with what you see is not always what you get. Mm. Enjoy the season.
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, final thoughts. I just want people to know that like Nicole Ray is a whole person. Like we're all whole people. Like you guys see one hour per week of everything that goes on in our life. There are twenty four hours in a day. Times that by seven. We're whole people. So I'm a whole person. So even though you see one persona, that doesn't make it everything. And it doesn't I'm and I'm not it's the real persona because that was me. I said what I said, I did what I did. But just know and I own it. And that's the difference between me and some people, not on this particular space, but just in the world period. A lot of people won't own what they did or what they said. So just know that we're whole people and we put ourselves out there for you guys to see to entertain you guys. Yeah. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you subscribe to Chasing Reality and all things Chasing Make sure you follow Nicole Ray here on all social media platforms. If you don't know how to spell Nicole Ray, I'm so sorry. It's Ray R A E Nicole with no H <laughs> and no Y. Who they, I saw a that y too. They put a Y in oh your name. It's N I C O L E R A E hair. Okay. What's so up, everybody? That. Make sure you guys follow me at all of my social media sites. That's at Quentin T Harris. That's across the board. Um, I don't really have anything to say. I do want to say thank you, Ricky, for allowing me and you know my cast members of Chasing LA season two to be up here. Um, as you can see, we are some talkers, baby. We can oh, yeah. go all day. <laughs> so just thank you for having a space for us to just come and be ourselves. Um, I, I thank all the Chasing fans for listening in and conti- continue to watch the remainder of season two. Chasing LA is going to be phenomenal. So follow Chasing this Thursday. We back on all social media outlets and perfect, all those things. Perfect, it's perfect. Ready to be and make crazy. sure you guys refer to him as Quentin from now on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So follow me again Quentin. on all of my social media sites at Quentin T. Harris. Again, Ricky, thank you so much for having yes, us. Thanks, yes, Ricky. Yes. We no, appreciate listen, you, bro. I definitely want to close out and say I appreciate you guys for coming, right? They drove down from LA then Quentin sent this all up so it's just amazing to have you guys here um, and to be my guests in great conversation we really got deep I think a lot of people got to understand those the other 23 hours that they don't get to see you guys right just a little bit and I so appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability just you know you identify as you know heterosexual man but if you've been telling your truth like you said earlier it's not easy to do right 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 living your truth and i i applaud you for that brother wait ricky before we leave make sure that you guys ricky has a commercial slot on chasing um la season two so make sure that you plug your line real quick so yes 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 so the connect yes so it is my brand is called king walk yep right so that's going to be on there the instagram is tied into the podcast so it's king and queen talk is king with a one instead of an i um and then my personal instagram is Don't regal ricky <laughs> nah it's all right it's all right it's all right it's all right regal ricky 93 regal ricky 93 um and just stay tuned if you definitely follow my personal You'll see me in New York. I got New York Fashion Week. So I'll definitely I'll be out of here tonight. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys tonight. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you guys. And we're out of here. That Inbox is season three. Inbox me if y'all want to see him and I'm gonna set it up. So <laughs> in line y'all hoes up. Season three, episode one. Let's get it. Talk, talk away.